Hi, I'm Shamar Griffith, codename Comic Shams. And I'm Andrew Tejada, codename Arate. I'm a blurred with a love for artwork and comics and animation. And I'm a writer and blurred with a love for pretty much the same things. We grew up together and spent much of our formative years watching and talking about DC superhero shows and content. In fact, we still do. Every episode, we will discuss a DC production, compare it to its original source material, and share our thoughts on the adaptation. We've enjoyed our conversations these past couple of decades, and we think you will too. This month, we're checking out New Earths as we hop across the DC-verse on... Yet another DC animated podcast, part of the Forgotten Entertainment Family. Hello, and welcome to Recent Activity, your new favorite entertainment review podcast that attempts to cover every film, every show, all at once. I am your co-host, Andrew Morgan. With me, as always, are the co-employees of the month for the Dead Kid Disposal Unit in the Boston QZ. It's Shane Beauregard. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> and Chris Frodell. I don't remember. Is that Mandy Moore that you're talking about? <laughs> Mandy Milo Moore. Ventimilla? <laughs> Is that an employee of the month? Movie no, I'm sorry. That's this is us. That's a oh, gotcha. Uh, long yeah, show, gotcha. long show. Oh, is that a lot of dead kid disposal in that show? I didn't. Uh, I, I didn't watch it. I didn't. Either, it's gonna I'm get sorry. dark if I keep probing. So this is uh, <laughs> yeah. not good. Thank you guys for not saying that's what she said. All right, so good start <laughs> to everything going on here. Um, I feel good about this, guys, because you know what. What have I been saying to you guys for weeks? I've been saying we are frauds for many reasons. First of all, every week we get on here saying, you know, cover every film, every show all at once. And I can't remember the last time we talked TV. So I'm very glad that we get to do some of that. Today. Can you guys remember like the last quote, like show we covered? Because I feel the, like the Apple TV the, Plus episode when I talked that, Blackbird, yeah. but that wasn't yeah, everybody. that was it. Yeah. No, that or the boys is the only two I can remember. Oh God. Yeah. Way well, back. I mean, we had. Yeah, to- I want to s- say it was like at the beginning of the year too, because we did our top five early, because they were all came out early. Yeah, I mean, we when we started the podcast, we did our top fives and stuff. But then I think throughout the year, you know, we'd cover things we didn't like, like Obi Wan or you know Ms. Marvel or whatever, and then cover things that we did like like The Boys or Stranger Things or Barry and stuff like that and The Bear and things of that nature. But I would say the last time maybe we even talked random TV was, yeah, you're the Apple TV Plus episode. Or during Halloween season, you guys would cover like the miniseries, the limited series stuff, like The Watcher and... Cabinets of Curiosity. Cabinets of Curiosities and Midnight Club and all those. So... That was probably the last time we really talked, and that was several months ago. So I feel good. I know we got uh, bombarded with a lot of movies and stuff, so I feel good that we're doing this. And and this time of year is kind of when TV kind of strikes back, like the the it's post Q four of movies where it's like award season stuff and everything else. And soon enough, you know, these last few months of shows are going to be the last ones for Emmy consideration. So you get like a bunch of shows just all flying at you all at once. And one of those shows that seems to be striking a chord with everybody and becoming a huge sensation, including amongst a couple of us here is the last of us um, coming out on HBO, HBO max, however you want to play it where this thing had one of the biggest opening night audiences that HBO has ever had on its opening night, on its premiere episode 
for that. And it was a supersized episode on top of it. It was an hour and a half. Uh, it was this big deal. It was like the biggest thing since Game of Thrones, House of Dragon territory. So they got to be over the moon with that. I'm watching it. Shane's watching it. Shane, you also uh, played the video game too. So what did you like about the video game that made you like be amped to watch this show? Because to me, I came in cold. Right. Um, see, I we're all the same age. We all kind of grew up in the gaming uh, wave of the 90s and whatever, 80s. Sure. And now that fatherhood has taken over a little <laughs> bit, I don't have time to play that many games. But sure. I still play like two or three a year. And this game happened to come with my PS4 console. That's how old I think this game <laughs> was. Yeah. And I'm more, I don't do um, like Fortnite or anything. I am more of a story-driven video game guy. Okay. And the nuts and the bolts of this thing, what, it was so well written. It played like a movie. Like it literally played like a movie. It was Characters were fleshed out. The, the writing was just over the moon. So I loved and it had enough action in it where it kept you going. So it had a nice balance between the story and the action mode here. Yeah. And I, again, there's a lot to like about this show, but obviously people who played the game get a little more of a bonus because there are scenes that are just literally shot for shot remakes of the cut scenes or interstitial stuff that were in the game. Right. Correct. Like the first Basically, half hour of the opening episode is straight from the game. It's exactly how the game opens up. Right. Like, Joel comes back to find his daughter. They're trying to make it. Everyone's Everything's going crazy. It is literally shot for shot the first 30 minutes of the game and the show. So, I, yeah, I was pumped. They are nailing a lot of the game in this in these first two episodes. Yeah, and even things I hear about, like, the second episode where, like, just that little wooden bridge that crosses over from uh, the museum to the state house or whatever, like, even those small details, they're like, oh, my God, they nailed this perfectly, uh, which is what happens when your sh co-showrunner is the guy who created the game. So uh, it all helps to get that authenticity down and everything else. Um, for anyone who didn't play the game or watch the show... Uh, this show is, like I said, on HBO and HBO Max. It's about after a global pandemic destroys civilization, a hardened survivor takes charge of a 14-year-old girl who may be humanity's last hope. This stars Pedro Pascal, Bella Ramsey, and soon uh, to come next week, Nick Offerman, which I'm excited for as well. And I, I didn't write her name down, but the woman from Mindhunter and uh, everything who plays Tess, I like her a lot. So it's a heck of a cast and very deep. And they even brought in people who either worked on the video game or auditioned for the video game and voice roles. And now we're going to play fully fleshed roles. Like I know uh, the actress who plays Marlene uh, was that case. She tried out for that and then she kind of aged into what actually Marlene is and now she's playing it on the TV version. So that's pretty amazing. Um, Chris. Yes. Were you just like out on this because you're just like the Walking Dead sucked all the zombie air out of the room? Or it, is it just like you didn't care on this level? That's exactly it. The way the Walking Dead worked was it strung you along for far too long. And you were just like, where, what, what's the point? What, they're going to come across the same type of people. The people are the monsters, not the zombies. Right. But the zombies don't hurt either unless they bite you and then it hurts. You know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> right. But like th that just took far too long. It should have ended 
years ago and now it's splintered off into different timelines i, I don't know i'm not yeah, even invested shows, in yeah. the stuff that i don't like so with this coming out it just reminded me of that but i do hear the things that shane has said you have said that this is riveting it's you know it's something you have to see and a lot of people apparently saw it except yeah. for me <laughs> right <laughs> although we might convert you before the season is out who knows you know maybe yeah i mean especially for just even uh the difference in the type of i'll i'll air quote zombies because essentially they're not zombies they're people who were taken over by a fungus which you know if you ever shared the bathrooms in a college dorm you probably were overtaken by fungus too so i get the whole premise (laughs) that's probably where it started quite honestly um but the these people who look like they have cauliflowers growing out of their head but also because of that can't see so they've turned into this kind of like echolocation you know click clacking making noise sounded real frightening and crazy they did them very well and they they really weren't a whole lot of them in the first episode or at least not like up close it was like the early transition of these people but now it's like full-fledged like you know like Daffy Duck when he got dressed up as a giant flower, like looking like okay. you know the terrorizing version of that. I guess nice um, visual. Yeah, hey, <laughs> that's what I'm here for for the very you know dad energy version of this show. Apparently, um, so Shane, what have you liked the most about this? Are you enjoying the show now that we're two episodes in? I am. I like the look, and of course, I played the game, but I like the look of the infected. I like how they were trying to explain where. One can be miles away, but somehow communicate with the other ones. And they showed that in the second episode. Yeah. When that hurt, that horde of them just rose up um, at the end. I love the set pieces. I love the city design with the buildings and the, you know, just that whole look of it. Yeah. And I did like the actress who played Tess. It's funny you mentioned her because I've never seen her before. But and she didn't watch Mindhunter? I, I don't, I honestly did never finish that series. I'm about so, to flip a table. You need to get back, sorry. sir. I right. know. I know. How but dare she you? reminded me of like a Carrie Coon. That's what I kept thinking of when sure. I saw her. That's who sure. I thought it was at first. But no, the acting is great. The set pieces are great. Now that we're picking up a little more steam, I'm excited, man. They are nailing, nailing this show right now. Yeah, and as I said to Chris, it's kind of like they're fast-forwarding through se- almost whole seasons of Walking Dead. They're just blowing right through. Because that first episode, you know, there's a time jump of a significant amount of time and gets right into like the government occupation of things. So it's like almost way down the line of what, uh, walking dead does eventually. And then, you know, just the, the whole, the people aspect, what things are like, and then immediately breaking things off into, uh, you know, between the military government side, the, the kind of rebellion that's underlying it, and then already hope for humanity in the future and just enough action mixed in that it's just it's interesting enough that Pedro Pascal is doing this show as another lone wolf and cub situation yeah. Yeah. Uh, with him doing the Mandalorian at the same time. But obviously he gets to show his face in earnest, though they had to age him up because he was too, too old to be the flashback version technically and then too young to play the age he's supposed to be now. <laughs> right. So it's this weird kind of like makeup job every day to kind of just have him fit the time period. 
but yeah, I enjoy it too. I'm, 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 because one of the things that we've we've all talked about is that the kid can fuck these things up real bad. And Bella Ramsey coming from Game of Thrones and being a standout there in limited uh, roles at the end of that series, I was wondering what she was going to do next and and how she can kind of build on her career. And I think this is a perfect part for her. Um, and she has just enough attitude, maturity, but also like that kind of just that grit and spunk and whatever. Like she's believable in this kind of role. So do you feel that way too, Shane? Like you're, you're good with the, that pairing as that's going to be most of it going forward. It feels like. Yeah. And it's funny cause she does carry over some similarities from her game of Thrones character. Like it's not that far different from her game of Thrones character with the attitude, Fair. the sarcasm, the whole thing. So yeah, I was a little nervous cause again, she was only shown a little bit at a time uh, in game of Thrones. And I was like, okay, how is she going to carry this off? But I, so far, so good. I knock on wood. Yeah. And I agree with you about the production design and everything else. I was concerned that, especially if you're mimicking a video game, that hopefully it doesn't... It ups the ante. But it seems like they put enough budget in this thing that I definitely see... I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Yeah. Uh, it, it The world building is very well done. And that whole... You know, end of uh, civilization as we know it, the transformation, that whole thing, I thought was incredibly well done. And in fact, uh, <laughs> somebody said it, I think, on uh, The Watch or one of my other favorite uh, TV podcasts, where it's like, you know the world is ending. It only starts when a plane falls out of the sky, because that's <laughs> when you know everything has gone completely to hell. And they did it so well. Like, you're in this yep. downtown situation, a plane lands on Main Street. You know the world is coming to an end. So I I loved how they opened it up, you know, this, uh, this talk on, you know, how the world can end. And then it kind of, like, it foretells the, the rest of, foreshadows the rest of how this is going to go on. And it was harrowing. It was such yeah. a like ooh, bone chilling way to open, and I also loved seeing Big Head from uh, Silicon Valley in there back uh, <laughs> back on HBO. So <laughs> that was fun too. But yeah, they're really good at uh, episode openings to where it's kind of like showing you how this thing developed and then bringing you back into uh, reality, and then uh, seeing the how the future takes hold, and that's where we're going to get Nick Offerman next week. Um, and really kind of see the other, other side where it was like the people who were like maybe preppers or like had some situation that can help people, you know, that were outside of the zone. But again, I'm speculating Shane, you actually probably know what his character is supposed to be like. Uh, am I on the right page? Uh, you're, you're there. You're in the, you're okay. on the page. You're yeah. on the page. Yeah. I mean, they already have like the episode teaser and they show a little of that. So it's cool. I'd be really into it. I miss Nick Offerman. Miss seeing him all the time. So I'm into that. I'm gonna watch this every week. Eventually, Chris will too. But oh, we'll get you no. there, buddy. No, <laughs> but, Game of Thrones and this, not an episode. But even though maybe Chris wasn't anticipating The Last of Us as one of his top shows of 2023, on this episode we are gonna get into all the other streamers and all the other shows that we're looking forward to in 2023 as we look at streamer by streamer what our most anticipated tv series 
is coming up for the rest of the year. So, Chris, because you've been uh, hanging out here while Shane and I kind of catch up on on The Last of Us, let's start with you, buddy. Yeah. Um, Let's kick off because I am uh, I'm a man of Netflix territory, have been for years. So let's start with the biggest streamer right now, and that is Netflix, uh, who now has new co-CEOs. Good for them. Um, Reed Hastings. It's not just Teddy? On. No, no. Uh, it, it was their COO got moved to co-CEO. So it's oh. a whole, whole succession oh. thing, which may come up too. I don't know. But let's start with Netflix. Yep. They had a bunch of shows that looked very interesting to me. I went through kind of uh, the articles on what's on Netflix, cheap plug for a website that I you know, work, do work for. Um, they do great work over there showing stuff that's coming up. What was the one that stuck out for you as the Netflix show you're most looking forward to? Hopefully, I always say these things, hopefully, uh, yeah. unless they have an exact date and a trailer or something coming up. Um what show uh, really sticks out for you? I'm going to go with uh, Mike Flanagan's next series, The Fall of the House of Usher. Same. That was my pick as well. Uh, Speak on it, buddy. I, I think uh, we've we've all sung the praises of Mike Flanagan. Some series are better than others, but overall, he has a certain tone that he exudes uh, in each episode, whether it's, you know, some eerie... Uh, doom what have you yeah just spine tingling uh or just these dramas that you're invested in he right. is right now and maybe pun intended he is king <laughs> what's funny you say that because the the a lot of the main reasons besides what you already touched on uh of why i want to watch this show is I don't know if it's even though the movie wasn't that good, the pale blue eye just reminded me so much of what like I loved Edgar Allan Poe reading Poe before mm -hmm. I was reading King. I read a lot of Edgar Allan Poe, and you know the fall of the House of Usher, you know, falls right in there. It, it gets all my favorite things. It gets Flanny. It gets Poe. It gets his uh, Flanagan's. You know, uh, big time cast members from a lot of these other limited series in here, including. Yeah. Uh, Shane's uh, side hustle, uh, Carlo Cugino. Um, mm -hmm. You're bringing back, of you know, other people he's worked with like Annabeth Gish um, and Henry Thomas. You know, the 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 full crew really coming back uh, for Flanny's last ride with Netflix. It looks like as he's going over to Amazon Prime to do another King adaptation, uh, as he's trying to do Dark Tower, as I understand. So you know, good luck. <laughs> it seems to be a cursed yeah. uh, thing, but hopefully he can turn it around. But I'm also excited by the people he added to his cast of characters. Uh, Willa Fitzgerald, who you could see currently on Reacher, is going to be in this as well. And uh, biggest for me overall, Mark Hamill, everybody, going to be in this show as well. I, I feel like he's going to probably be in that the initial sit down between the people uh, who kind of set up the rest of the story. If you know the fall of the house, fall of house of Usher, you know what I'm talking about. So I, I am into it for that reason. Shane, did you pick this as well? Or do you have a different show for Netflix? I have a different show. All I, right. have a different show. I could have, I've could have gone several ways here, but this became like a, you know, a lot of people started talking about this show a little while back when they changed, they're changing casting for season four. 
And that is season three of The Witcher. Henry Cavill's last ride as yeah. Geralt. Yeah. So I love the first two seasons. I think it's a very underrated show. Another video game, but book series first. But, of course, I don't read, so I played that <laughs> video game as well. Sure. And it was another fantastic game. It's fantasy world. It's, it's swords and monsters and nakedness. It's great. Great stuff. It's like just taking cheese whiz and just like just right in the mouth. Yeah. So, so I'm I'm kind of curious to see where they're going to go with this last season. And again, he's being changed over for Liam Hemsworth, which a lot of people are not happy about. Come season four, yeah, I have some big shoes to fill, my man. So yeah, that comes out in the summer. I didn't get a specific date, but it said summer of 2023. So. Hey, you're lucky you got that these days. A lot of times, especially with Netflix, will go undated forever. They seem to be doing pretty well with uh, forecasting a lot of big names. They had that trailer come out for their movies slate Mm -hmm. um, where they put stuff out, including my big thing, David Fincher's The Killer, coming out in November. Uh, So awesome. At least I can have... You know, I could circle it on my calendar, put little hearts, and wait for uh, The Killer to come out. Um but yeah, I, they definitely have a lot of good stuff. Um, speaking of Game of Thrones, there's a you know Benioff and Weiss uh, show. The creators of Game of Thrones, they're doing a show for for Netflix. There's a bunch of good stuff. And in fact, I don't know if you guys watched it over the weekend, but weird plug, that '90s show was actually kind of enjoyable. I don't know if you guys watched that '70s show at all or any of that. I didn't actually watch it that much, and I watched that '90s show and I enjoyed myself. I heard that a lot from other people, and I have not seen it yet. I wasn't a fan of the '70s show. Thank you, Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. So <laughs> I saw like a blip for this, and I I, I heard one of the jokes, and I'm like, hmm, hmm, okay. So I yeah. don't know. Yeah, trust me. It, mm, if I thought it was just nostalgia bait, whatever, like just so, like didn't have depth of character. It was just if remember when they tried to do that '80s show, and it was awful. Like I don't yes. think I've watched one episode of that. That was what, like Annie Potts, I think, was in it or something. It was bad. It was very bad. Yeah. So I don't know if it's because this decade resonates with me more, but they don't really do a lot of that. It's really just an update of like, hey, here's a taste of the characters you liked in that 70s show, and then here's a lot of their kids, and there's like a whole new subset of that. And you still get a lot of the flavor of what the original show is like, and it's updated. And I think they updated pretty well. Uh, the producers, um, uh, one of them uh, is one of my favorite comics. I haven't seen him do a lot of comedy lately, and this is why, probably, because he's making quality TV shows. It's Tommy Jonigan, if you were ever into him as a stand-up. But uh, he's one of the producers on it. And I think the jokes are just way tighter and better than a lot of uh, these sitcoms from from years past, and especially any of Netflix's sitcoms. Oh my God, their yeah. sitcoms are so bad. R.I.P. Blockbuster. I tried giving that thing a try. Oh my <laughs> God, it was so bad, so bad. Um, so I I had watched yeah. uh the first five episodes while I was doing laundry this weekend. Yeah, and uh, shout out uh, to laundry. Good job. So it's a forever task that you will do till the day you die. Yes. Um, yeah. So I'm um, I'm watching it, you know. I I have I'm positioned to watch it to absorb it, but it's essentially just like old school TBS to me. You know, yeah, it's on, yeah, it's good but you're not really sure. you know invested. Man, uh, yes, it 
gives you bits of nostalgia. You know, you got Kitty and Red automatically there. Eric yeah. and Donna make an appearance. Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis make an appearance. And I like Tommy Chong in it. Yeah, and he pops in. But overall, it's like it doesn't feel 90s to me. It's like they haven't changed much from the 70s. And the laugh track kills me. I'm sorry, but... Yeah, it's been a minute since I watched like a classic sitcom that had that, but... Nickelodeon has more believable laugh tracks than this does. It's just like (laughs) joke, laugh track, cuts off, new joke, laugh track, cuts off. I'm like, oh my God. That's why I couldn't watch The Ranch. I was out. Yeah. I I just, I tried to give it a chance. Yeah. But no, it was terrible. Um, But I was just like, it, it, you know, it's going to please some people. It's just something I'm not going to be like, oh, now I have to continue it. And finish this series. I'm like, yeah. I'm done. Listen, I think because again, it was what ten episodes or something like that? eight to ten somewhere in that range, something like that. And it literally just feels like like when I watched the Wonder Years when it was like it had just that like special couple of episodes where like Kevin went on vacation with his family, meets a person, and then it's over like within days. It felt like that in a season where because basically the conceit is, you know. Uh, Laura Prepon and uh, Topher Grace's, you know, kid, you know, is staying with Red and Kitty for the summer, and then hilarity ensues, growing up ensues, and all these other things. And I don't know, I find it to be very good <laughs> passive entertainment. I'm not gonna go running out being like, "Oh man, favorite show of the year," but <laughs> like, you know, enjoyable. Where it could have been a flaming turd. It's a show that should have been for me. Like, I watched one and a half episodes and went, nah. But I stuck with it, and it was good. Prior to it coming out, once I heard that it was happening, I was like, this is like Saved by the Bell and then Saved by the Bell, the new class. And it sure enough is. You have similar characters that are just the next generation, and you're like, that person's trying to be Zach Morris. That person's trying to be... You know Ashton Kutcher's character. You know there's a lot oh, of yeah, similarities he's, uh, Fez with that in here too. A good yeah. dose of Fez. Yep. Yeah. I think this show is more bought in as opposed to like those Saved by the Bell new classes because I think like you did the new class and it was like, oh, are all my favorite characters coming back? Nope. Just Belding and Screech. Yep. Oh, really? God. Yeah. That hurts. Mm-hmm. So like <laughs> this one, Belding it's and just Screech a turned on. into Kitty and Red. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Remember when they had sex? No, just kidding. Um, yeah, but like, no, I saw that episode. Yeah, um, but yeah, so I would recommend it if uh, if you guys are into that kind of thing and you haven't checked it out yet. Um, next streamer we're going to talk about is Disney Plus. Um, we can start with Shane on this one because, of course, Disney is known for having their Marvel Fair, Star Wars, all kinds of different shows. But I'm curious to see what you picked there, Shane. What do you got? Well, I was going to go one way, and of course I zigged and I zagged. I landed on The Mandalorian Season 3. Yeah, that's my I, 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 I wanted to go Secret Invasion because I think that's going to be the show that gets Marvel rooted back like with good television product, not what we've seen over the last year. But come on, man. you got to go with Mandalorian Season 3. I mean, Pedro Pascual is hot. Yeah. It's the only it's the only damn Star Wars vehicle I even care about. Yep. <laughs> I said it. I said it. So yeah, <laughs> give me give me more uh, Mando, man. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, the trailer comes out 
it's coming out real soon. It comes out March 1st, so we don't even have to wait that long for any of it. Uh, it definitely feels like it's still on track. It's still keeping me interested. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we moved on from the Luke part of it all. I'm glad it's going to get kind of back to basics and a little more into the world of uh, the uh, the actual Mandalorians, Mandalore, going back there and doing all that. So I'm really excited for that piece of it. Um, mm -hmm. And what's that chick's name from 24 and Battlestar Galactica? That's uh, kind of the, oh. Oh, the twisty um, person in Mandalorian. Oh, Oh, the blonde Katie oh Sackoff. Sackoff, right? yeah. yeah, yeah, Katie Sackoff. Sackoff. Like, so I think we're gonna get more of her and that whole thing, and that I found to be probably some some of the better episodes from part uh, from season two. So to me, that's where my head is at, and that's why I'm choosing Mandalorian season two. Mando, because I need to hear <laughs> Carl Weathers hopefully one more time um, doing a little bit of that. Chris, what yes, did sir. you choose for Disney Plus, buddy? Okay, I'm going left field with this one. Yeah. You guys are going to be like, what? Uh, I'm going to go with Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. What? Yes. <laughs> um, only what because is that? that is a, a very inventive little girl uh, who uh, brings forth through a portal a dinosaur that she can control and uh, make like a pet. It's, so it's a wish it's, fulfillment show for you. Sure. Yes. You know me and dinosaurs and the Jurassic parks and all that. Uh, right. No, just I think uh, it looks interesting to me. It sort of looks like uh, Dexter's Laboratory and uh, Teen Titans Go. Yeah. And uh, it looks like high energy. It has probably no connection to the, the grander MCU. Right. So I want to see something that's different. Yes, we're promised uh, Loki season two, uh, all these other, uh, God, the one from uh, WandaVision, the coven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, that Harkne one. Harkness. 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 Yeah, whatever the hell they're going to call it. Uh, <laughs> they got that shit coming Agatha, up. Yeah, Agatha, Agatha Harkness. Harkness and that's what it coven is. Of... Coven no of idea. Darkness. I, yeah, I don't know. Sure. Yeah. I sure, know. I'm, that I'm one. only half been on that one myself. But, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so like, you know, uh, I didn't expect a season two of Loki. So, you know, there's no want there. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Agatha was fine as a side character, but having her own show, I'm like, eh. So that's, yeah. you know, this this cartoon, low stakes, but yeah. it's something I, I look forward to because uh, I can't believe they're, they're bringing this to a screen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, is this something like a uh, uh, property that you knew before? Uh, I believe it's uh, Jack Kirby uh, made it. I could be wrong on this. Huh? Okay. Uh, but, you know, I think Jack Kirby made Squirrel Girl. So he had sure. some weird phases in his life. Um, <laughs> it's like when but, Stephen uh, King was on cocaine and just like, I'm going to make Cujo. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. You know, just like yeah, he's that, just going to yeah. attack this car the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and Danny Pintaro is going to die. No. Um, <laughs> so uh, initially we had looked it up and it said uh, Disney Channel it was going to yeah. be part of. But yeah. then uh, it will five days later be on Disney Plus and it's going Great. from the first three episodes to six. So I will uh, I'll check it out and hopefully my daughter will watch it, too. It won't just seem weird. An older man watching a nah. cartoon. 
<laughs> yeah. I do it all the time. It's not weird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but in that in that vein, I did show the trailer to my daughter, and she was into it. So hopefully, I will be right? able to uh, sit down and watch that with bondings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who the fuck doesn't want a dinosaur? Everybody wants it. And in fact, right. somebody needs to take the mantle because as many times as we've shit on uh, the Jurassic World stuff of, uh. of this year and everything else, the Razzies came out and they doubled down and like <laughs> Jurassic World Dominion got like slammed. As it Razzies. should. Yeah. I don't really advocate for the Razzies, but sometimes I just go, yeah, I fucking deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> Someone had to say it and the Razzies came to the take that role yeah it was like that blonde there was like a few i'm uh, morbius there was like a few movies that they kind of like took to task this year but on a positive note let's move on to the next streamer uh hbo max which uh as we noted we are currently already watching the last of us and i'm sure anyone who's watching it the commercials in the beginning are showing a lot of like the upcoming shows i'll kick this one off uh it's this one was super hard. <laughs> they have so many cool shows, uh, some from franchises that I've liked over the years, and uh, some that are trying to reclaim proven, uh, prominence uh, after maybe they stumbled for a while. That's why, to me, I just went with the tried and true, and I'm going for Barry season four because I could have gone succession here, which is the commercial they're pushing right now in front of uh, The Last of Us to get us all back into that however and i will watch the crap out of that mind you but barry season four barry season three ends with him being arrested and probably going to jail or at least going to trial and that's when things are going to get real intense and really weird and i really want to see how they kind of move out of that i don't know if either did either of you choose barry season four i did all right, so I did, uh, I did as well. All right, okay, so, good. Yeah, we're we're all in lockstep there, Shane. Um, Chris, I'll yes. start with you though. Um, what did you what What are you looking forward to with with Barry season four? Just as last season kind of ramped up in each episode, you're like, oh my god, how's he going to get out of this one? Oh my god, how's he going to you know elude the the people that are on his ass? And he does it, and but. At the end, he's, you know, he's captured. He's, you know, you know, things aren't looking good for Barry. Yeah. Um, yeah. For once. I mean, like, he's gotten in some situations, but this seems like yeah. the most dire. And especially with Henry Winkler stepping up to the plate. Uh, shout out to him. I believe he just won Critics' Choice for, for last season of Barry. Oh, yeah. But, like, this show is so great with the balance of the dark humor uh, the drama, the action. I mean, there is that, you know, the the date night episode uh, where, you know, he's just trying to get to the, not the date night. Oh, it's the, yeah, he's, he's meeting up with old friends. Yeah. 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 And my God, just that whole scene. I'm laughing. I'm, I'm kind of cringing at the same time. And I'm just, I was loving every minute of it. So give yeah. me more of that. I know I've always said with this show that it feels like if the Coen brothers ever made TV and because it yep. is so dark, but like deep, but also doesn't take itself so seriously that, you know, you can't enjoy it and have some of the biggest belly laughs that you've had in maybe any show, even though it's, you know, about 
you know, a hitman <laughs> and all the situations that come from that and his acting stuff and everything else. It's it's insane. And all the side characters are amazing. Um, so I'm, I'm, I welcome them all back. I don't know how many we're going to get back, uh, whether that whole deep cast now from the first, uh, three seasons will mm. be returning. We'll see Shane. How about you, buddy? What are you looking forward to with this upcoming season? I uh, kind of the same thing Chris said, like at the end, we got left with such a big cliffhanger at the end of season three. And I'm gonna have to go back and kind of refresh my memory on some of the happenings in season three with some of the characters. Cause I don't remember everything. Sure. But I feel like they went all like the, they went all in with their chips, man. And I feel like I had that feeling at the end of this season, like when I was watching Dexter and his sister found out he was, you know, the guy yeah, doing yeah. everything. Yeah. I had that same like ominous feeling like, oh, shit. Like, how is he gonna, like because he, he he's stuck now. Like, yeah. I, I, like I'm curious how they're going to get him out of this corner. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm. Basically, that's that's I'm just like you guys said, it's well written. It's funny. It's great. But, yeah, the way season three ended with that cliffhanger, I'm like, oh, shit, let's go. Yeah. Did yeah. they announce this as the final season? I haven't heard that. I, I, don't I didn't think so. so either, but it feels like it should be. I mean, we kind of said that after season three, like there's not many more places to go. But this show, you know, seems to <laughs> reinvent itself. Yeah, uh, every single season and kind of push the envelope and who knows you could have made the you know when that first prominent murder I won't spoil previous seasons of Barry but you guys kind of know what I'm talking about the whole how it ties into Henry Winkler and with all that that should have been that could have been you know yeah. the start of an end but now it's like let's see because it's still haunting him and still going on so we will see uh, it's oh, been yeah. that big thing that's kind of hung over this dark cloud over the whole show. And we'll finally get, I assume, some closure of some sort into this <laughs> season, whether it's the final one or not. But yeah, definitely looking forward to Barry season four on HBO Max. The next streaming platform I have here is Amazon Prime. They don't have a ton that's like already kind of out there to choose from, but definitely has a certain universe that we enjoy getting fuller and fuller every day um shane i'll start with you what'd you pick buddy for for amazon prime uh this is an obvious choice but it's the boy season four i mean yeah, come on that's my come choice on. too oh it doesn't get any better than that where we left off with season three so many storylines i have going forward the questions i have like what's gonna happen with soldier like there's just so much going around that it's got to be season four for me like the boys it was close because i was gonna go reacher but it's, it's the boys. It's the best It's the best show Amazon Prime has on TV. Yeah, it's the same thing as the Barry thing, right, where the cliffhanger gets you so hooked on this particular season crossover and uh, the whole thing with his son and, you know, <laughs> and his father, as you alluded to there, too, that whole thing and this generational uh, psychopaths of superherodom um, <laughs> is going to go on. Um, I, I was very tempted to look further into, like you said, Reacher was up there, but uh, Gen Generation V or Gen V, whatever uh, Gen the spinoff yeah. of this uh, looks very tempting with that as well. Although the cast, I don't know a lot of the names that were there. I'd have to look into it deeper, but you know, I think is uh, Schwarzenegger's son in it 
I think correct. it's I believe Patrick, so. right? Patrick, Patrick yep. yeah. Patrick, so correct. I think that's the only person I, I recognize the name, but that's a show that we kind of talked about and here when the season ended because they kind of had it out there that the spinoff was happening. So that looks like it's coming in 2023, so we'll probably end up watching that as well. Chris, what did yes. you pick, buddy, for Amazon I, Prime? The boys pick the boys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's... Uh, it, it's a go-to it's you know after it's done you you want more and we're getting more but we have to wait a bit but uh i'm not sure about the gen v uh series like it looks like just an expansion of the the regular boys episodes yeah but i hope it's a lot better than that cartoon of the boys animated oh yeah thing. yeah because I, I tried it, watching yeah. that it was so hard to watch it was just like, this is, I don't care about these people. I don't care about right. any of this. And they were short too. So it's like, that's, it's got to be pretty bad if you can't sit through a short, but come on. The, was it Eric Kripke, the show's creator? He, yeah. uh, he's doing all the right things with these characters. So, uh, I look forward to the next season and see where everyone goes. And I'm sure it'll get crazier than the termite. Um. <laughs> yeah. And, Although they just like won that. like a special effects award for that scene, by the as way, as <laughs> they should. My God, as gross and and uh, you know, I was holding all my bits during that scene. Yeah. Um. Man, they they deserve it. They deserve whatever award that they make up to uh to give them. Yeah. Between that and the uh, like that superhero sex party. Yes. <laughs> like just all of it in that yeah. whole scenario was just. <laughs> crazy yeah um uh, someone pointed out in one of the uh preview articles i read too that finally we get a season where you know starlight finally gets to be all the way in like she doesn't have to be like this double agent like she has been for the last couple seasons where she has to either play nice or she's under the thumb of homelander she gets to start fresh you know in the relationship she's been in and just going forward with, um, you know, whatever plot line they're going to do without being covert. So I actually like that too. So, uh, everybody's on their individual sides. It's more just like almost, yeah, an extraction type thing or trying to get, uh, you know, Homelander under wraps, which is a, you know, a constant theme, but also his son and that whole subplot is just heartbreaking. Um, and hopefully they, they turn that around they have that whole group they had at the end that has like that office or whatever and everything, whatever they were, I don't know if they called themselves something in particular. Um, but yeah, so all that team I'm in, I'm in for season four. I'm glad we're all on the same page there. Cause we're probably going to cover the crap out of it. So stay tuned yeah. for many episodes of the boys season four to come. Um, Apple TV plus guys, let's go here next. I think I'm the outlier, so I'll start first. I went with Shrinking, which is actually coming up this Friday. This stars Jason Segel and Harrison Ford. Uh, It's about a grieving therapist who starts to tell his clients exactly what he thinks. Ignoring his training and ethics, he finds himself making huge changes to people's lives, including his own. Um, This is done by Bill Lawrence, who is the uh, creator of scrubs uh as well as i believe he is the producer on ted lasso as well uh so this 
I really enjoyed the trailer. I like the cast. I'm very intrigued to see Harrison Ford not in the, uh, you know, the world of <laughs> Yellowstone or any offshoot, so I don't have to go down that rabbit hole. Although Shane just dipped his toe, so congratulations. Um, <laughs> your AARP card is in the mail. I don't know. I'm being an asshole now, but uh, but I am really into this, so I'm I'm hoping. For the best on here, Jessica Williams is also in there, her of The Daily Show and uh, a bunch of different cool rom-coms I've seen. Ted McKinley's in this. I'm sure it's going to be like a lot of interesting people that are going to be the clients on top of whoever is interweaving through this guy's life. But yeah, it seemed like, you know, a guy falling apart while also having a very prominent job of trying to have people not fall apart. So that sounds like a cool little cross-section that I'm looking forward to and coming out this Friday on Apple TV+. Plus. But I believe you two are going to pick what probably is the pick in my heart. Speak on it, Mr. Chris. What'd you guys pick? So I said that this is going to have a little asterisk, but it goes along with what you were looking forward to, another Bill Lawrence produ- production, and that's Ted Lasso. Yeah. We just started this past weekend, the first season, and we love it. Me and the missus. We just, it just, it makes you feel good. All the accolades that it's gotten uh, for the past two seasons is well-deserved. Like, I I just love Jason Sudeikis as this character. I love that uh, he's constantly uh, uh, a beacon of, of hope. Yeah. And he's he's upbeat, and even though you know things aren't going right, everyone's calling him a wanker. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. You know, he's he's not doing what he was brought over for, and he's not winning any games. But he still has that upbeat attitude. He's going to change this team, and it's not about winning or losing. It's about you know just <laughs> becoming better people. I'm like, wow, yeah. wow, yeah. I'm in. I- and a very deep cast. I, I I love that show too. But I will say, because you said something very um, particular that I'm interested in. Where are you with the show right now? First season. Yeah, the first yeah. season is one of my favorite seasons of television, probably in the last several years. However, season two I enjoyed, but it's not that level. So. Or at least that's my opinion. Uh, uh, Don't Shane, rain on I my parade, man. Push that to you too. I liked it. Don't get me wrong. And you're gonna still probably you know weep like a baby and and still enjoy a lot of things and still be looking forward to season three because I am. Yeah. But I will say for a lot of people, you know, it was maybe maybe the se- uh, season felt rushed because okay. they had such a hit on their hands that I think they did the best that they could. It's a mild sophomore slump. But it's still a very good show, and I am looking forward to uh, season three. Shane, do you agree with my assessment? Are you caught up? Where are you with Ted Lasso? Oh, God, I've seen both seasons multiple times already. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, season two, slight, I'm talking just slightly under season one, but it's close for me Yeah, uh, with okay. the two seasons. But like Chris said, like I think season two, I don't want to say it gets darker, but there are more there are darker elements and undertones and themes in season two. Mm-hmm. And it did feel a little rushed at times, but man, come on, man. This is the, the, the show that put Apple on the map. This is the reason why people have Apple plus right now is Ted True. Lasso. 
yeah, you hope that they get a, a surge of sorts with, uh, you know, maybe people will be interested in shrinking too. And then I believe Severance is probably coming back this year as well. Yeah, um, I got to get into that. Uh, I, I like everyone that's involved with Severance, and I, I just never started it. It's, so. it's a good show. It's out there, though, man. But you know me. I, I'm all for that. Yeah, and uh, something that I've been kind of like, if I didn't just find like certain things to watch, my goal was to watch Servant before Knock on the Cabin comes out mm. to kind of give me this nice Shyamalan ride uh, that goes all the way through. And I hear the show is good. Or either you're watching that at all. You know, it's one of those shows that kind of slipped through the cracks with everything we have going on and all the shows we're trying to watch. I totally forgot about it, and then I saw a trailer for him. Like, oh damn it, that's right. I kind of did have some interest in that because I did hear good things about that show. Yeah, it's going on season on? four, season three, four. I think four I think. just came out. Oh, so man. yeah, so yeah, got some catching up to do, guys. I know. Yeah, and and Shane, one last thing because you have watched season two. I feel like part of the difference between. <laughs> If you liked season two or not, hinges on the Coach Beard Odyssey episode. Where do you sit oh. on that? Because some people hated that and skip it every time, or they're just like, "This is just the type of thing that I needed." And I'm so, I'm closer to the latter. <laughs> it's it's funny you mention that episode because it is one of their one off episodes, and I love Coach Beard. It took me a while to get into that episode. I think the second time I appreciated it a little more. The first time I was on the fence of, why am I watching this bullshit? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't like it. Yeah. Second time through, I'm like, huh, okay. I enjoyed it a little bit more, but I'm like straddling that fence right now between, uh, where do I want to go? But I understand both sides of the argument. I really do. Yeah. It's simultaneously the episode where I go, I think they rushed this season, but it's also like, I like that this exists. <laughs> and it's right. such a weird freak out episode that it just, uh, but it's the weird part, right? That where it's right at the end of the season or uh, yes. like, it's like the second or third to last episode. And right. You're like, just... What are we doing? <laughs> right. Exactly. But I enjoy it. Uh, I look forward to season three as well. Just the same as you guys, but I am still in on shrinking and I don't know. Do you guys plan on watching that at all? Is that intriguing? Yeah, I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check I, it out. I I'll check it out. I just uh, I only knew who was in it. I just I didn't know the concept yet. Yeah, so, there's a trailer I mean, out told man. Me. So, Yeah, I, I'd be I'd be interested in your opinion. I know you're anti-trailer, but uh, you know, if you want to like get oh, no, the, the uh, juices yeah. flowing, it's a good one. Yeah, I uh, I only heard. Well, you only see Harrison Ford. You know, kind of like looking Harrison Ford like on yeah. the poster or the thumbnail, whatever you want to call it. And then I saw a still of Jason Siegel. I'm like, oh, so he's in it too. I'm like, yeah. okay. So I know two things for that. But uh, yeah, I'll probably check it out this weekend. Yeah. Sure, why not? Yeah, big Harrison Ford year, man. Uh, so <laughs> we'll see. Uh, he just did, the, like I said, the Yellowstone spinoff and then has this coming up and then obviously Indiana Jones this summer. So yeah, hey man, not bad for, uh, I believe, 80-year-old this year? Yeah, I believe so. Moving forward, uh, we got a last couple things here. Uh, Hulu, I I, are we all on the same page on this one too? Uh, I think not. I'm separate Ooh, from you two. Not. Yeah. Well, I'll put it out there. I'm picking the Bear season two. The Bear season one was like the one of the surprise hits for us. 
It just kind of came out of nowhere. It was one of those, like, I binged it in, like, a day and a half. <laughs> and it, it goes by so fast. It's a very quick show. But, my God, it is a roller coaster. It's so engrossing. It's got uh, an impressive performance by uh, an, an insane ensemble. And now what's his, uh, Jeremy Allen White, I believe, yeah. is the, the lead of that show, who's now slowly getting cast in like bigger and bigger things outside of the bear. But I hope they do the bear justice uh, by giving it enough seasons or enough play to really carve out this story uh, because yeah, the first season knocked me on my ass and I, I completely loved how brutal it could be at times, how funny it could be at times. Yeah. And just a lot of uh, actors and actresses that I haven't really been uh, too involved in that I just now I'm like I need to see anything they do going forward so kudos to the bear uh, uh, loved it and I'm looking forward to season two so did anyone else pick the bear nope negative Shane, wow what'd you, pick? you sons of bitches all right Shane, what'd you get <laughs> I, I had to do it I'm sorry this is kind of like the bear where it's an fx hulu slash venture I gotta go justified my boy Timothy Oliphant Playing Raylan Givens, one of the best TV characters in the history of television. Justified is a top five Shane show of all time. <laughs> of all time. Yeah. And it's coming out uh, later this year. And you add Boyd Holbrook, who I love, to the cast of this show. Yeah. I, I, I'm all in. I'm all in. If you haven't seen the first season of Ju or the Justified at all, get out from under that rock and go watch it. Raylan Givens, again, is just a badass, quick mouth, hot, you know, draw. John Wayne-ish kind of character. Fucking love him. So, got to go justified, man. Yeah, excuse me while I get this rock off my head. All right, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, I'll try to catch up with uh, a billion seasons and then uh, catch up, up to uh, that Was season. it like uh, nine seasons? No. There were six. There were six. six. Okay. <laughs> so, see? It's yeah, six. sure. It's not Same, nine. Just no. inverted. You're good. Um, no. I, I do have to uh I have to catch up on the uh the last season. I think we had like a few episodes left of it, so we have to touch on that before we watch the new season. Or the yeah, new had, movie, whatever the hell it's gonna be. I had this weird disease where I didn't watch like anything with FX for like a very long time. <laughs> and then oh, I uh, slowly it. but surely uh caught up. because um, I think the only thing maybe I watched back then was like the Americans I watched oh, for like a, another, a while. Yeah, yeah. Those were the two right there. The Americans and Justified in my top ten. Oh, and, and shout out because Walton Goggins was in the original Justified too. So you pair him up with Timothy Oliphant, it's yeah, TV magic right there. Yeah. yeah. Oh. But I didn't watch like Sons of Anarchy. I didn't watch a lot of that like period of FX, so it just never registered with me. Um, so I... I I'm not against it. I'd love to probably start it up and, and do that as well. Um, which, by the way, speaking of Sons of Anarchy, I think there is a show by those creators coming out on Netflix this year, whatever their new show is, too. So a lot of cool stuff uh, coming out from a lot of people we know. Chris, did you uh, you pick neither of these? No, no. I picked what you got, uh, buddy? neither. I, uh, I, have to, I have to hearken back to my, my younger years where I watched this first part, and then uh, I was anxiously awaiting a second part that never came. But this year, I'm getting my wish. History of the World, part two. 
I was very tempted. I'm glad you. I'm glad you're throwing this out there, though. I uh, I, I don't have high hopes for it because uh, I just feel it's going to be like you know, yeah. Only Mel Brooks name <laughs> attached. It's not going to have that Mel Brooks magic. No, he directed no. all the episodes. But, did he? Yeah. But did he help write it? You know, uh, I would think so. You know, maybe I don't. I, I don't know what prompted him to do this. I'm. I, I was like. I was just rubbing my eyes. Going, this can't be. This has to be a fake trailer, right? This like, has a, to like a Funny or Die or something like that. Yeah, you know? just it. It feels the same way as like when uh, Weird the Al Yankovic story stuff started coming around. Yeah. I was like, this has to be fake. Yeah, you know. And what's weird is it was based on something fake, so you could easily get duped. But yeah. this, I was just like, wait, Mel Brooks is like introing the trailer, and then yep. all these people are in there. I'm like. It's not going to have that same feel, I think. Yeah. It's going to be a little more picked up pace, updated kind of a thing, but yeah. I think it's still going to be funny. There's so many good people, I can't see where it won't be at least mostly funny. Right, like, you know, there, it's got to feel like, you know, like there's a through line, question mark? <laughs> yeah, um, sure, yeah. But, uh, no, like, you know what? He had he had the crew, you know, Dom DeLuise, Harvey Corman. He yeah. had all those guys. Those guys were hilarious when they weren't even trying. Yeah. And now it seems like comedy nowadays is just like, let's go for the joke. We'll go fully into it. And hopefully it works. If it doesn't work, we'll keep on bashing you over the head for it. But <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I, I think these group, this group of comedians... Uh, and funny people will kind of not get it a hundred percent, but right. will have mostly the laughs that we need. Yeah, you know? it's forty been forty two years, Chris. Like yeah. it's so hard to yeah. try to do it unless you're top. They should have called it History of the World Maverick, and maybe people will yeah. watch it a little yeah. bit more if you're going to do forty years in between <laughs> movies uh, or, Brooks or whatever run. it is. Yeah, if he could run. I, and what My, at 96 98 what what is he he's I, he's I, up he's there insanely up there yeah. yeah um he and carl reiner were like best yep. friends yep. um and they're all around that because he did like he was with sid caesar back in like the 50s and 60s like catskill stuff he's been oh, around yeah. for so damn long i believe he has to be in his 90s he's 96 96. Okay, yes, okay. Yep. This is uh it's 96 nuts, but, years young. But if you want to talk real nuts, talk about this cast that he got to to be in these things. Let's just start with Johnny Knoxville, Zazie Beats, Taika Watiti, Kumail Nanjiani, Seth Rogen, Danny DeVito, Pamela Adlin, Lauren Lapkus, Jake Johnson, David Duchovny, and more. Holy <laughs> crap. <laughs> That is yep. insane. And I think, you know, I'm probably missing people even from the trailer. I think I saw Sarah Silverman maybe uh, and some other. Like, it's it's unreal. So it just felt like a fever dream when I saw the, the trailer. And I hope, oh, my God, do I hope that this is uh, worthy of the name of Mel Brooks because this guy – He's the reason why I did stand-up comedy and got into comedy and got into movies, too, because, like, God, I mean, 
I grew up between that, Monty Python, and there were like certain people that just I just gravitated to. And God, this guy is a legend, and he's one of my heroes. And God, I hope he lives to 106 because yeah. this guy – and to be still working, holy God, oh, yeah. this man is uh, he's a marvel. He's a god to me. And because he has uh, such a storied career and, and uh, a huge life led, I love the stories that he has. And I love actually anybody from that era or even, you know, earlier than his. Yeah. Uh, I just love stories of old Hollywood, the people that he mentions. I know who he's talking about. Yeah. You know, because I was just such a sponge for comedy back then. Yeah. That, uh, you know, you, you know, Sid Caesar, you know, Harvey Corman, you know, the, the people he's talking about and yeah. you're just like, I'm invested in this story that he's telling right now. I, I don't yeah. even care the movies that he's associated with. It's right now. The story that he's telling is just so engaging. And I love that about anybody of, of his stature. Yeah. And I love the way they're rolling this out too. I'm I'm sure you caught that too, where it's going to be a four day event. Yeah. So they're just yep. rolling it right out, and I love that. I think it's a a very smart way to do it uh, through Hulu. And yeah, that, it's probably going to take over my week. So you guys uh, <laughs> will probably touch <laughs> on that at least in some part on this podcast too. I imagine um, because it's going to just dominate my my viewing for that week and obviously with chris as well and maybe shane shane do you, are you a huge mel brooks guy too or is this on the rim? Eh, uh, eh. i'll give it a shot no i'm a hit or miss with mel brooks i'll be honest with you i could get in trouble for saying some of the stuff i want to say but um i think some of his movies are a little overrated uh, <laughs> and i'll leave it at that i i know which That's one you're referring to yeah, but no, I like them overall. It's just I'm not geeked up about this one, though, though I will watch it because I just watch everything because I'm a lunatic. So, <laughs> sure. yes. Yeah. You know, this I'll, is why I'll we give love it a you, go. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> so we could throw out some honorable mentions. The key one for me, and I hope everybody watches this show because I will be. This also starts this week, and I know it was on uh, Chris's uh, to watch list as well. Yeah. Uh, Poker Face coming out on Peacock. Um, yep. Yes, I'm going to watch something on Peacock that isn't like House reruns or Law and Order um, which or Psych, which shocks me completely. Um, yeah, I'm really into the thought of this show. It's yep. produced by Ryan Johnson. You're getting kind of like a an updated kind of like goofy Columbo kind of a vibe going on uh, that really intrigues me. Um, and of course... It's, I believe, produced and starring Natasha Lyonne uh, alongside yep. Ryan Johnson. And from what I understand, it's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, kind of stars coming in and out, being like in the cases on that episode and then bow out from there. Um, I know I've I've seen Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Adrian Brody, Chloe Stavigny, just to name a few um, in terms of uh, the people who are going to make an appearance on this show at least one episode at a time. So I'm in. I miss these type of shows. You know, I miss my monk. I miss my, you know, uh, psych. I miss these type of shows. And if it comes even close 
to that thing, I want this show to be on for the next decade. So, because <laughs> I need something like this where I'm not watching reruns for the rest of my life. Um, Chris, like you said, like I said, you uh, had this on your list as well. Yeah. What are you looking forward to with Poker Face? I'm a huge fan of uh, Natasha Leone, who I am convinced is uh, propped in front of a camera and not told it's a show or a movie. Uh, <laughs> she's just acting herself. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I'm all for it. Um, I loved Russian Doll. Uh, yeah. You know, the last season, uh, you know, not as great as the first season, but, uh, you know, just I've always stood behind her achieving success, success, keeping uh, sober, and just putting out this stuff that just constantly entertains and at whatever level. Um, yeah. You know, if you're telling us it's an old school Columbo, I'm in. Yeah. That's my jam. I used to love those. Yeah. You know, they were the same episode each week, but, you know, I, know. Can I, I watched one, that. I watched one thing Murder this. She Wrote. I watched all Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, you Matt know, Locke. I think yeah. the running joke with uh, Murder She Wrote is, you know, here she is on this uh, small, uh, you know, main island or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, there's always someone. Everywhere. Yeah, everyone's getting killed. <laughs> yeah. And she's solving the murder. You're a writer. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, it, it, even Murder She Wrote, I think, kind of passed the torch with the Matlock thing and everything else. Yeah. So it feels like it's nice that Ryan Johnson, who's bringing that murder mystery vibe back. Um, and there's a bunch of shows that are trying to be copycats or movies doing copycat things of Knives Out. So, hey, let them do the TV version. Let's do this uh, because they understand what it takes to write and produce a good murder mystery. So, I mean, oh, yeah. uh, yep. Shane, do you have any other honorable mentions? I do. Real quick. Uh, this is also on the cock. That is uh, Miss <laughs> Davis. Yeah. Miss Davis. Because I just found out about this show today. I love Betty Gilpin from uh, Glow fame. And I do too. The movie The Hunt. I am Lesser all over so. her. Well, you know, I, I, that's my kind She's of jam. She's good. I just didn't like the movie that much. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, but uh, no, so I'm all over that one. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know a lot about it. Uh, Faith versus technology. She plays a nun. I'm in. And uh, one minor shout out. And I don't know who has a streamer anymore. I haven't met a person who has stars, but I'm going to go there for a second. All right. Yeah, Chris, you'll know and you'll like this show. Oh, uh, sure. Party Down season three. Yes. Yeah, I heard Coming they were to stars. That back. Yep. Loved the first two seasons of that show. Yeah. Have them on DVD. And I'm kind of curious and excited about season three with Adam Scott and Ken Marino and that whole cast coming back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Am I going to get stars? We'll see. I don't know. Here's the but thing. I, the two. Here's what I need to know from Shane to know whether I should be like you're like a good barometer of whether I should be excited. The gentleman, based on the Guy Ritchie movie as a Netflix show, are you excited or not? Oh, I'm all in on that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I know. I know. I, I, I'm so on the fence though because I liked the movie, but I was like, I think that was enough. You know, like, just give yeah. me more movies. But, like, I don't know. I'm about a series. I don't know how they're going to spin it off. I don't know a ton of details. So I'm kind of I'm kind of up in the air on that one. But, I, yeah, yeah, I'm going to watch it because it's anything right. kind of Guy Ritchie related. I've watched all of it. So 
Um, definitely going to do that. Same thing, uh, my boy, Neil Gaiman, you know, as we're in between uh, Sandman seasons. Thank goodness that that's coming back, but probably not for 2023. Dead Boy Detectives on HBO uh, is based on uh, a gaming project where he's going to be, you know, part of the the producing and showrunner team um, where it's a medium and two dead boys, dead like ghosts that uh, help solve mysteries. Uh, I'm, I'm all into that. Obviously, we went through the whole murder mystery thing with Poker Face. So just give me more of that. But then add the Neil Gaiman uh, affect to it and I'm all in. That, that I, that's all I need to know. Yep, and of course we're going to probably cover the Marvel stuff to death here, mm, yeah. and and anything else. I mean, there's there's a bunch of shows that we covered uh, last year, like Only Murders in the Building. I'm up for season three on that. Um, there'll be a bunch of stuff in that vein. Succession, a bunch of shows I like coming back. So uh, the one thing I'm curious that Shane didn't pick was uh, Obliterated. Have you looked into it? It's the same people who made Cobra Kai. I have not really dove into it yet, to be honest with you. It looks like an action comedy with, of all people, C. Thomas Howell is what? one of the leads of this show. And apparently it's like, imagine if the show starts like 24, but then they celebrate that they caught the terrorist, and then they realize that they didn't catch the terrorist. <laughs> and, but they're... That's- but they're in the middle of a party where they're all hammered, but they have to figure out where a bomb is, I think, in Vegas. Okay. Uh, you got me. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. I'm like, that, <laughs> that premise sounds gold. So I, I was definitely into that thought. Anything else for you, Chris, besides uh, Poker Face? No, none that I can really think of. Uh, you know, like you said, the Marvel shows, of course, I'm going to watch them. But, uh, you know, like I said, uh, with Loki season two, I didn't expect a season two. I Correct. I, barely expected season one which i like <laughs> sure enough but yeah you know they really have to sell me on this stuff after uh phase four uh went the way it did uh i i just i, I really don't know how they're connect connect all of it yeah and maybe they're just gonna shrug their shoulders and go forward i don't know yeah i liked loki i think it's loki was probably my favorite mcu show um of all of this stuff but okay. I just don't want it to get much like we talked about with Ant-Man Quantumania last week. Is it going to get caught up too much in the Kang thing to be the same flavor of kind of like intrigue and fun that I liked about the last season? So, you know, to, to be determined. And that's why yeah, I yeah. think I didn't pick it. Uh, you were absolutely right to be choosing between that and Secret Invasion because uh, that's the one that uh, when Shane and I covered was it D23 or whatever? We kind of yep. tossed that into an episode, and that was the one that stuck out to us, too. So we'll probably cover that as well. But yeah, looks like a pretty solid year of TV. A lot of shows we liked from last year that were part of our favorites all coming back for this year um, with a lot of new shows that seem very intriguing. So it's a solid mix. I swear we'll cover TV in earnest probably much more in these next couple months as a lot of these shows are going to end up dropping, including uh, Mando on March 1st. So enjoy all those. Stick to this podcast. Like, subscribe, do the whole thing. Stick with us every week and come back for more next week on Recent Activity.